but some of it is just us recognizing this is a this is a rule that's no longer serving me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. this is how my family of origin did it and that's fine if they want to continue that way that's their choice but it's not serving me anymore mm-hmm. and so i want to create a new rule for myself and for my family and what does that look like Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. So welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truth Podcast. I'm Carrie here with Susan. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Carrie. Okay, so I'm super excited this week as we've been like brainstorming topics to talk about on the podcast. I got to thinking about the beginning of our relationship. And when I first reached out to you and asked you to mentor me, I remember you said, yes, absolutely. I'd love to, but you have to go buy a book. (laughs) And I was like... Okay, that's pretty bossy. Because <laughs> I, I, I knew you already had a Bible. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're like, we're going to go through the Bible and a book. And so you made me buy the book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Do you remember I, this? I definitely remember that. So it's by, do you know how to say his name? Peter Scazzaro? Uh-huh. Scazzaro. Okay. Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Mm-hmm. And so literally you were like, I will not meet with you until you buy this book. <laughs> so I ordered it that day and had it delivered. And I was so a little bit scared, but also excited to dig into this book with you. And you know, I have a lot of books. I read a ton, but this book is my most marked up and written in book that I own. Right. I told you to mess with you. I told you to mess with you. <laughs> you did. And I'm sitting here looking at your book. It's literally falling apart. Susan, there's pages falling out of this book. I know. I've got it so marked up. It's unbelievable. Uh, so there's a ton of things in this book that I absolutely love. And we could probably spend like literally the next three months talking about nothing but concepts from this book. But there's one that I wanted to talk to you about today, because as I've started my counseling internship and started sitting with clients, This is something that comes up over and over and over again. And as I'm hearing, you know, these things from clients and I'm kind of like connecting dots in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, this goes back to what Peter was talking about in Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And it's this concept of family rules. Uh Uh-oh. I know, right? (laughs) Right. So tell us a little bit about like, we all have family rules, Correct. But most of us don't know what those family rules are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we all have them. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about like kind of what family rules are and how they get developed and why we don't know about them. Okay. It's funny you should say that. I thought you were going to lead with family rules because now I'm married. Yes. And Joe has kids. I have kids. Family rules. It but gets we'll get super into complicated. It, we'll get there it, in a minute. But okay. let's talk first about like where do family rules even okay. come from? It does get complicated. But family rules. Okay. That's what Carrie pulled from the book. Okay. <laughs> that's where we're going to start. Wow. It is super important to really kind of understand family rules because family rules can be overt Mm -hmm. and then family rules can be hidden. So you may hear the term, especially in therapy, about hidden family rules, okay, or unspoken Mm -hmm. family rules. That's another term, Yeah, Uh, unspoken family rules that we use in therapy, but that's a real term, unspoken family rules that we discover. But family rules are things like gender roles, like, for instance, 
women do certain roles. Right. Men don't do those roles. Mm-hmm. Men do certain roles that women don't. That sounds very, you know, trite, but it's true. But it's true. It, and it's all families true. have gender roles. All families. Yes. And even some genders are favored in some families yes. over other mm-hmm. genders. That is also true. We find this out in therapy. I, when I get a new couple or I get a new individual, I will do what I call a genogram mm-hmm. and I find out family of origin. This is when I find out a lot of family rules and family rules are under the category of patterns. What patterns did you grow up in? And so I do find out, were girls favored over boys? Right. Uh, Gender roles. Yeah. But it can be like anger. Yeah. uh, Anger in the home. Mm -hmm. And when we're angry, we yell. Yeah. uh, And I want to know, I'm assessing, did you see your parents conflict? But I want to know if you saw them or heard them conflict, did you also see or hear them repair Mm -hmm. also? Mm -hmm. So what did that pattern? pattern look like? What's the rule about anger? What's the rule about you never talk back or right. does everybody have a voice and everybody, is it a loud home? Yes. Or, no, you have to suppress. There is never an emotion in this yes. house Yeah. because that becomes a family rule. It does. Like, no, mm-hmm. you no, suck it up. Don't suck cry. Suck it up, yeah. buttercup. Uh-huh. I mean, suck it up. You know, there are no emotions yeah. uh, as far as anger goes. You can express happy emotions, mm-hmm. but you cannot express if it's anything negative yeah. or anger, there are homes literally that do not allow that. Right. There's such a vast array mm-hmm. of family rules that you can't list them all, of course. Right. There are even family rules like a daughter or a son, an adult. This uh-huh. is, this goes all the way into adulthood. Yes. Are expected because it's one of those unspoken family rules. Mm-hmm. And some of them are overt and not unspoken that you have to call a certain amount of times right. a day. Like so adult children are expected to check in with parents every day, every day, every yeah. day for some families. Right. Uh, yeah. Or holidays can be a big one. Of Big. You know, we can't not go to grandma's house for Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving. Or everybody will be furious. Everyone. Yeah. And that is, again, either an unspoken family rule Mm -hmm. and you just do it because it's unspoken or it is very overt. No, you will be here. Mm -hmm. And this is the house that everybody comes in our family every Thanksgiving. Yes. And there's, yeah, there's nothing to consider. Yeah. And we, we wind up like acting out these family rules without Uh even thinking about them. You know, we just pick up the phone and call mom because if we don't, she's going to get mad. And so it's easier to just call than not call. It's easier to just show up at Thanksgiving or it's easier to be like, I'm always going to do the dishes because I can't ask my husband to because... Uh, you know, because in because his family in my, of origin. Yeah, in my head, it's like right. if I asked a man to do the dishes, then I'm not following the rules. You That's know? right. Because in your family of origin, mm-hmm. only women did the dishes. Right. And in his family of origin, that also, it because you may marry someone yeah. that in both family of origins, women only did the dishes. Both, both family of mm-hmm. origins. I think it's imperative 
to do premarital, mm, to find this stuff right. out before you get married yes. and to find out what the different patterns in the different homes were. Yeah. So, and I think that we think, well, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to leave my family home. I'm mm-hmm. either going to get married and create a new home with my partner. Or I'm going to go to college. I'm going to start a career and move out. And then I'm going to like have my own rules. But mm-hmm. the truth is these rules kind of stick with us. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about Peter's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And I want to read a quote from this because this kind of sums it up really well. Okay. So he's talking about like God's desire for us is to leave our families yes, and to grow absolutely. up and to become adults. And to so leave and cleave. Leave and cleave. Mm-hmm. And so he said, God's desire for us to leave our families is similar to the desire he had for the Israelites to leave Egypt. Mm. Although the Israelites did physically leave the land of Egypt, a great deal of Egyptian culture and thinking remained in them. Mm. And in the same way, we may choose to become Christ followers, but in reality, we continue to follow, probably unconsciously, the commandments and rules we internalized from our families of origin. And that's so true for so many of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were talking earlier today about like some of the patterns we learned from our families are really healthy and we want to keep them. Mm -hmm. But other patterns we learn from our family, other rules that we follow, it's like we're in bondage Mm -hmm. in Egypt Mm -hmm. and we need to break free from them. Mm -hmm. And so you brought up a point about marriage. Like this can really cause conflict in marriage mm-hmm. when family rules clash. And I think a lot of times it's just, we don't even know those family rules are there mm-hmm. and it can cause a lot of conflict within the marriage and a lot of problems. It also causes a lot of problems with this married couple and a in-law or that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. how can that kind of play out and why is that dangerous? Uh, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's imperative that you do. And first, I do want to acknowledge what you just said about the positive. Yes. Uh, I do want to really hit that hard because we are all a product of where we came from. Mm-hmm. And so much of that can be so healthy. Yeah. And we want to keep that. And bring that Mm -hmm. into our new relationship and thank God for it. Like, that's rich. Mm -hmm. It's healthy. It's good. And so we want to repeat that. And again, uh, we call that pattern. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it has been said before, what's the best predictor of future behavior? Mm -hmm. And that's past behavior. Mm. I'm going to add a line. Okay. If you learn well and go to God learning well from past behavior. Yeah. I'm going to add that because it's imperative to learn from past behavior. Mm -hmm. Very, very imperative. So by, by the adding that line, then we jump to what you said. If it has been unhealthy. Yeah. Okay. With God's help, we want to break an unhealthy pattern. Right. And with God, we can. Mm -hmm. We can't do it on our own. So now you've introduced, okay, now we're married. Right. So I brought into the marriage my family of origin, Mm -hmm. and then he brought into the marriage his family of origin. And the two are generally, if you, and as you have started doing some marriage therapy, mm-hmm. you know, nine times out of 10, they're very different. Of course. If not 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. they're very different. And so when they come into the marriage, then how that comes into play after you've been married a while, if you've not done premarital, especially, um, how that works, if it were me, I'll use my name. Okay. I, not Steve, if my parent comes in to the marriage 
and has a domineering effect Mm -hmm. and tries to intervene in our marriage in a very domineering way. Yeah. And we call that enmeshment. Maybe is Mm -hmm. a match, tries to be enmeshed with me, take over decisions like we should do this, you should do that, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. When it should be Steve and I with God, you know, looking to God to make our decisions for our marriage Mm and create our own family rules right? because we need to, because after God, primary relationship is covenant. Mm -hmm. So now for me, that's Steve. And for Steve, that's me. Mm -hmm. So that is established. That's covenant now. And so my parents' role in my life have changed. And now my father's passed away. But if I'm using me, my parents' role in my life has changed. Mm -hmm. So for me, now we have adult children who are both married. Yes. My role in Chad and Jake's life since they are married has changed. Yeah. Of course, they're my children. I love them dearly, unconditionally. But my role in their life Mm -hmm. has changed. So I'm constantly asking God, right. uh, is that in my circle? Yes. Uh, What's uh, my role here? What is yeah. my role? Because their covenant relationship for Chad, it's Ashley and Chad and God. And for Jake is Jake and Mariah, mm-hmm. God. And uh, I can't inver- intervene, mm-hmm. you know, unless I'm asked. I'm rocking on ready when they do <laughs> ask. I'm rocking on ready. Yes. And so roles shift. But my point is I'm responsible to my parents to take care of my parents, not Steve jumping over. Yeah. Steve is responsible to take care with, of any issues with his parents mm-hmm. if they try to intervene. Because what happens if the opposite, like if Steve were right. trying to take care of my parents, yes. that gets into triangulation. Yes. So explain triangulation real quick, because that's a therapeutic term that maybe not a lot of people are familiar with. Well, triangulation is just like the kiss of death in any relationship. It really is, isn't it? And that's when, if you and I had an issue. Yes. Just you and I, our Mm -hmm. relationship was really going south. And instead of you and I working on that Mm -hmm. relationship, we brought a third party in. Right. Meaning I brought in a friend and I said, let me tell you about Carrie and I and the problem that we're having. Blah, 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 blah. And boy, after I talked about it, I feel so much better. Right. Okay. So I, I but things aren't better between you and I. No, ma'am. And, and now this now other person, the other person hates is carrying me. the load yes. and I feel so much better, but who really needs to be working on the issue is you and me. Right. So, but that gets avoided. So triangulation is the kiss of death. The third party's carrying the load. It's all full. Mm-hmm. It never ends well. Right. So triangulation is is not good because you and I we, we've not worked on the yes. issue. Yeah. So that that does not go well. It doesn't. It certainly not go well in family of yeah. origin. Right. So we highly recommend therapy. Or <laughs> uh, going to the source. Yeah, and and actually figuring out like what's really going on here. Yes. Like, is there a family rule that's interfering? Yes. With how I want to live my adult mm-hmm. life with my husband with my children. And what do I need to do to address that? And so if we don't stop and actually go, what's really going on here and how do I address it? And we just let the cycle continue or we complain about it or we fight about it. Then we're triangulating. We're Mm -hmm. making it this huge problem. Now my husband and I are fighting because of a family rule that 
I'm unwilling to address or my family's mad at me because I'm siding with my husband. It gets so messy. It it can get really complicated really quick. And sometimes it's as simple as, you know, mom, dad, or sister, brother, Mm -hmm. or best friend, or whoever we're talking about. It's as simple as creating a a different boundary. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean the relationship ends at all. It's just creating a new boundary like, I love you Mm -hmm. and I honor you. But, you know, you've heard me say this a million times, Carrie, Mm -hmm. to you. And this is a God thing to be able to separate person and issue. Right. And so we're talking about an issue here. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be attacking at all a person, but separating the person. Mm -hmm. I love you. You know, I love you, but yeah, I'm not going to call you three times a day anymore. No, that's going to, that's going to now stop. Mm -hmm. I'm in a different role now in my life. Yeah. You know, I'm not at home anymore. I still love you. Yeah. Matter of fact, let's talk once a week or Mm -hmm. let's talk whatever. Right. But let's don't equate phone calling to love. Right. You know, I love you unconditionally. Yeah. And it's not tied to. Right. How many this times behavior. I call you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it can also be something that it isn't necessarily a relational thing. It's just a, you know, like, for example, in my, you know, one of my family rules was we don't talk about our problems. Right. Exactly. And everything. And here I am a therapist and it's my job to tell people to talk about their problems. And I'm like, well, I have to talk about my problems if Mm -hmm. I believe that this is real. And so like, I didn't have to sit down with people and say, we were wrong with our rule of, we don't talk about our problems. It was just like, as I matured, as I went to the Lord, as I started going, what's wrong with me? He's like, you know, you should probably talk to some people about what's going on. Like be vulnerable, open Mm -hmm. up to people. Don't keep everything a secret, you know? And I was able to do that on my own, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think there's different kinds of family rules. Some Mm -hmm. of them do require that conversation Mm -hmm. of this needs to change and look different. And here's Mm -hmm. why. But some of it is just us recognizing this is a, this is a rule that's no longer serving me. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. this is how my family of origin did it. And that's fine. If they want to continue that way, that's their choice, but it's not serving me anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I want to create a new rule for myself and for my family. And what does that look like? You know, and, but I think if we don't stop and actually like ask those questions, Mm -hmm. then we're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over. It's like you said earlier, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Mm -hmm. So if I don't sit down and ask, okay, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Wait a second. My family's always done it this way. Is there a different way? God, help me here. Mm-hmm. What's a different way? Then I'm just going to do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and it's true. And is that true for most behavior? Absolutely. Anyway? I yeah. Mean, I'll eat late at night whether I'm hungry or not. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Because I mean, it's, it's just, just habit. Like, it's just habit. Yeah. And same here. Yeah. You just do it. Mm-hmm. And then how great of you to sit and go, hey, That's not me. Yeah. This isn't working. That's not working. Yes. And so that's great insight Mm -hmm. with God. And you ask God and, you know, he always reveals what's true. And so that's awesome. 
it's a great conversation. It really is. It, yeah. it really is. And I think it can be really awesome for married couples mm-hmm. to have a conversation about this, even if you're not newlyweds, even if it's not premarital counseling. Maybe you missed having this conversation on the front end. It's not too late to sit down and kind of just get curious. What were some family rules that mm-hmm. you guys had growing up? And mm-hmm. start identifying these things in mm-hmm. your own family and and then maybe dream a little bit about what's the culture we want to create in our family. You know, mm-hmm. when our kids grow up and talk about family rules, what do we want them to say? Mm-hmm. You know, and like mm-hmm. one for me is like I've always said this and my kids will say this to this day. One of our family rules is in our family we can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, and that was yes. a very intentional family rule that mm-hmm. I set. You know, and so I think when we start looking at it as, yeah, this is kind of scary and it can be overwhelming, but it can also be really fun. Yes, to dream it can be about what does a healthy relationship look like with my spouse, with my kids, what kind of atmosphere do I want to create in my home? Yes, that you know my kids know growing up. So. So yeah, kind of digging into some hard stuff, but also dreaming on the other end of it too can be really fun. Yes. And this is for everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you're not married, if you don't have kids. Yeah. Yeah. If you're anyone thinking about their own Mm -hmm. family of origin. Yeah. And in these family rules that we're talking about to really dig deep and ask, because some of them are just super healthy Mm -hmm. and you can be so thankful that we've taken for granted. Yes. And might want to write somebody a note and say thanks. Yeah, that's a great um, idea. But others, you might want to think, okay, is this, like you said, mm-hmm. serving me well? Yeah. Or does something need to change? I love it. Mm-hmm. So every week we try to give you a tangible takeaway, something that you can put in practice today. And this is something that I've done with a couple of clients that they've actually enjoyed. And that's to just take a few minutes and make a list. You know, maybe get alone with God and be like, hey, what are some family rules that my family of origin had growing up? Mm -hmm. Those good ones that served us well that I want to continue and, you know, maybe be more grateful for. And maybe those ones that feel more like bondage that I need to break free from and just make a list of them Mm -hmm. and kind of get curious about that. Maybe it's not sitting down for a few minutes, but maybe over the next week, anytime one comes to your mind, jot it down Mm -hmm. and just take that list to the Lord Mm -hmm. and be like, hey, what, what do I need to do with these? Are mm-hmm. there some rules here that need to change? And if so, what does a healthier rule look like? That's, that's excellent. I think everyone should do that, you know, kind of be pensive yes. with God and just let him work. Exactly. In your life. Yeah. And then dream a little bit about what new rules might look like. And going back to what Peter said in this book about, you know, the, the Israelites left Egypt, but the culture of Egypt was still in them. Mm -hmm. But you know, he didn't leave them in the wilderness. He took them into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like this is a kind of a journey for us of, Mm -hmm. you know, recognizing, okay, what part of our family rules, what Egypt culture is still in me. And then where do I want to go? Like, Mm -hmm. where do I want to my life to look like? What does the promised land look like for my family Mm -hmm. and the rules that we want to make? Yeah. And I want to leave with a really positive thing. Yeah. You know, because my boys, uh, Chad said something to me the other day. He, he, uh, he did a really sweet thing. He took me out to dinner for Mother's Day. That's very sweet. It was, but we were talking and I was about to tune up, kind of uh-huh. get emotional. He hates it when I cry. Yeah. And so he was like, uh, eat a crouton, eat a crouton, mom, eat a crouton. <laughs> so, okay, okay, okay. Now drink some water, drink some water. So I was eating a crouton, drinking water, trying not to cry. Okay, I need another crouton, that kind of thing. But he was like, you know, I was telling Jake when Jake was like, 
Chad, you know, give me some tips on being a dad, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And he was like, Jake, listen, you're going to be fine. He said, do you really remember any like quotes or anything from mom and dad, from mom and dad? And Jake was like, well, no. And he said, exactly. That it's the life. Yeah. It's the life. Just be you. Yeah. You know, just be you. And I thought, oh, you know, that, thank you, God. I immediately said a, a, a prayer. So I'll leave you with that, mm-hmm. that it's more about representing Jesus well yes. to whoever. Right. If you've got children, if you're a family, uh, represent Jesus well. This this family rule is, remember, it should never be rule-based mm-hmm. ever, Yeah. but more about, because that's not the legacy you want to leave, Right. but more about who you are. Mm-hmm. So leave it at that. Yeah. Because I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's the best gift we can offer the Ever. people around us. Ever. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.